What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. Live from the Bloomberg Interactive Brokers Studios, this is Bloomberg Daybreak for Wednesday, January 11th, coming up this hour. No let-up to the massive rains that have claimed 17 lives in California. President Biden speaks out about classified documents in his old office as Republicans prep multiple investigations. Double lines, Jeffrey Gundlach says listen to the bond market, not the Fed on rates. And another big bank is set to slash bonuses. New York Governor Hochul wants to ban natural gas in buildings, plus New Jersey Governor Murphy calls to end double taxation of commuters to New York. I'm Michael Barr. More ahead. I'm John Stanshower in sports. Carlos Correa will be a twin, not a Met. The Rangers and Devils won. The Islanders lost. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak. On Bloomberg 1130 New York. Bloomberg 991 Washington, D.C. Bloomberg 1061 Boston. Bloomberg 960 San Francisco. Sirius XM 119. And around the world on BloombergRadio.com and via the Bloomberg Business app. Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Here are the stories we're following today. We continue tracking the dangerous weather on the West Coast. More storms are headed to California as the state continues reeling from about with severe weather. Ed Baxter has the latest from our Bloomberg 960 newsroom in San Francisco. Just as some residents are allowed back into their homes, they are being told they're going to have to evacuate again. It is a story that's being played out from the very north to the south with a very threat of danger pointed out by the fact that at least 15 people have lost their lives. Governor Gavin Newsom says three more storms at least are headed our way. We're not out of the woods. We expect these storms to continue at least through the 18th of this month. The largest fear is in the hills and along major rivers, but yesterday afternoon, even San Francisco declared a rare flash flood warning. In San Francisco, I'm Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Ed, thank you. Well, turning to politics now, we're hearing from President Biden for the first time since news broke that classified documents were discovered in an office used before he was elected. I've turned over the boxes, they've turned over the boxes to the archives, and we're cooperating fully cooperating fully with the review and which I hope will be finished soon and uh, will be more detail at that time. And President Biden says his lawyers did the right thing by calling the National Archives. Congressional Republicans are promising to investigate. Well, President Biden spoke there, Karen, at the end of the North American Leaders Summit in Mexico City. That event saw the president defending policies at the border and downplaying differences with Canada and Mexico over trade. Lester Munson is a principal at the government relations firm BGR Group. He says the U.S. is stuck in an anti-free trade mentality. And if we can use this as a way to kind of open up a little bit, at least to other to countries that are nearby and countries that are ideologically aligned with us, that's good. I would like to see us be you know, kind of break out of a Fortress America thinking. Lester Munson with BGR Group was a guest on Bloomberg Sound on with Joe Matthew. Catch the show weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on Bloomberg Radio and listen on demand wherever you get your podcasts. 
Well, turning to the markets now, Nathan, stocks are coming off gains, which saw the S&P 500 close above the 3,900 mark. Technical analysts cite that as a resistance level that could help define a more solid trend. Amanda Agati, chief investment officer at PNC Asset Management, says markets continue to be driven by the Fed. With the labor market just continuing to be so, so strong, I think it's really a tough dynamic for the Fed. All of this is making the Fed's job much harder. And I think it comes back to a concept we've been talking about for the better part of 2022, and that's this perfect storm of macro headwinds that continue to swirl. The things that are injecting inflation into the backdrop are not the things that the Fed policy tools in the toolkit can easily solve. PNC Asset Management's Amanda Gotti says tomorrow's consumer price report will be big for the markets. Well, everyone's watching the Fed, Karen, but should they be watching yields instead? That's the view from Jeffrey Gunlack. The Double Line Capital CEO invest, uh, says investors should pay attention to bonds, not the Fed, for the direction of interest rates. The Fed funds implied rate by the yield curve, the Treasury yield curve, has really uh, become remarkable where we see that the bond market pricing shows that the Fed is not going to make it to 5%. They're going to make it just under 5% by May or June. Double Line's Jeffrey Gunlack spoke there on a webcast. He says bonds are more attractive than equities right now. Well, in corporate news this morning, Nathan, another bank may be cutting bonuses. Bloomberg News has learned that Credit Suisse is considering cutting its bonus pool for 2022 by about half. The possible move comes after Credit Suisse was forced to raise $4 billion thanks to a string of losses. The belt tightening is likely more severe than at places like J.P. Morgan and Citigroup, which are also set to cut bonuses. Also got news from Apple this morning, Karen. The company's making moves to take over production of even more key components. We get the story from Bloomberg's Jeff Bellinger. Apple's years-long effort to design its own displays is nearing completion, and the company could start using homegrown screens as soon as next year. Sources tell Bloomberg the first devices to get Apple's micro-LED screens will be the top-of-the-line Apple Watches. The screens will be an upgrade to the organic LED displays that Apple currently buys from Samsung and LG. With screen production in-house, Apple will be able to better customize its devices. Jeff Bellinger, Bloomberg Day. Break. All right, Jeff, thank you. Well, Disney is rolling out the first changes at its theme park since Bob Iger returned as CEO in November. And we get that story from Bloomberg's Doug Kirsner. Iger is undoing some of the work of his predecessor, Bob Chapik, who raised ticket prices and introduced new reservation systems that angered many longtime visitors. Soon, customers at Disneyland in California will be able to access photos taken by professionals at the park for free. Rather than paying for a photo pass, the company is also offering more Disneyland tickets at the lowest rate, $104 a day. At Disney World in Florida, guests with annual passes will now be able to enter the parks after 2 p.m. without first obtaining reservations. In New York, I'm Doug Krisner, Bloomberg Daybreak. Thanks, Doug. Uh, S&P futures right now up nine points. Dow futures up 71. NASDAQ futures up 27. Local headlines and a check of sports next. This is Bloomberg. And it is currently 36 degrees in Central Park. And it's going to be cloudy today. Highs in the low 40s. And it's not going to get much cooler than that tonight. Time now for a look at some of the other stories making news in New York and around the world with Bloomberg's Michael Barr. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Nathan. Governor Kathy Hochul is proposing to make New York the first state in the U.S. to ban natural gas, heating, and appliances in new buildings as a way to fight climate change. Hochul called during her State of the State address yesterday to ban the use of fossil fuels by the end of the decade. I'm proposing a plan 
to end the sale of new fossil-powered heating equipment by 2030, by calling for construction of all new construction to be zero emission starting in 2025 for small buildings and 2028 for large buildings. Hochul also talked about mental health and affordable housing. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy proposed offering incentives to employers for establishing work-from-home and hybrid staffing policies and a bid to end the double taxation for residents who commute to New York City. Murphy made the proposal yesterday during his annual policy address in Trenton. Before our administration took office, our economic focus could be summed up as find a big company, any company, throw a big enough tax break at them to get them either to move to or to stay in New Jersey. That way of doing things came with limited successes. Governor Murphy also says he wants to expand the number of liquor licenses in the state to make the laws fair and providing shore towns with funding to help upgrade their boardwalks. It's day three of a nurses' strike in New York City. Nurses in Mount Sinai and Montefiore say they are on the picket lines because of understaffing issues. It's just not safe. The days are incredibly overwhelming and stressful. At Montefiore, both sides are talking and said that they are close. Former Trump Organization Chief Financial Officer Alan Weisselberg spent his first night in Rikers Island as he begins his sentence for pleading guilty last year to tax fraud. Weisselberg was sentenced to five months in jail as part of a pre-arranged plea agreement with the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr, and this is Bloomberg. Nathan. Thanks, Michael. And now it's time for the Bloomberg Sports Update, brought to you by Tri-State Audi. Good morning, John Stashauer. Good morning, Nathan. Safe to say no one's ever had a more bizarre offseason than Carlos Correa. He was a free agent a year ago, signed a late deal with Minnesota, opted out, cut a deal with San Francisco where they scheduled his introductory press conference and then canceled it hours before it was to take place amid concerns about an ankle injury. So Correa pivoted and agreed to a deal with the Mets, who then had similar concerns about that ankle. Mets tried to keep Correa, but... With changes to the original agreement, Correa balked at that. He is instead going back to Minnesota. A six-year deal for $200 million could turn out to be longer and more lucrative, but the deals with the Giants and Mets were for $350 and $315 million. At the Garden, Rangers trailed Minnesota 2-0, then 3-2. A Philip Heedle goal, six and a half minutes left. Tied the game. Rangers won 4-3 in a shootout. They are 12-2-2 over their last 16 games. The UBS Arena Islanders lost in a shootout to Dallas 2-1. Devils at Carolina trailed 3-1, rallied to win 5-3. Hurricanes' fourth straight loss all coming after an 11-game winning streak. Knicks host Indiana tonight. Miami last night set an NBA record in a one-point win. The Heat took 40 free throws. Made all 40. Jimmy Butler was 23 for 23. Big East, much-needed win for St. John. Snapped a five-game losing streak. 77-61 over Butler. Joel Soriano, 20 points, 10 rebounds. Seton Hall won at Georgetown, 66-51. That's 27 consecutive conference losses for one-time Big East power. Georgetown also at Rose Hill. Fordham got blown out by Dayton, 82 
58. John Stash Hour, Bloomberg Sports. Nathan? All right, John, thank you. The Bloomberg Sports Report was brought to you by Audi. Don't let someone else drive off in the Audi model you've always wanted. Visit your local Tri-State Audi dealer to get behind the wheel of yours today or visit AudiOffers.com for more information. Just ahead, we'll take a look at the investigations planned on Capitol Hill with Republicans in the majority in the House. First, S&P futures are higher by 11 points. Staff futures up 82. NASDAQ futures up 32 points. Ten-year treasuries up 14. 30 seconds. Yield 35 NYMEX crudes up three-tenths of one percent at 75.32 a barrel. And COMEX gold trading right now at 1889.30 an ounce. This is Bloomberg. Live from coast to coast, from New York to San Francisco, Boston to Washington, D.C., nationwide on Sirius XM, the Bloomberg Business app, and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. Let's turn to the nation's capital now, where the new Republican majority in the House of Representatives is preparing to embark on a wide range of investigations into President Biden, his family and his policies. Joining us now is Greg Valliere, chief U.S. policy strategist at AGF Investment. So how do you strategize policy, Greg, now that the uh, House Republicans have indicated that they're going to spend a lot of their time over the next two years investigating? Well, there's so much going on, so many very bitter partisan hearings. I think personally, I will focus on what they can get done, and they actually did something yesterday. Uh, Kevin McCarthy got a bill passed with overwhelming support from Democrats to create a committee to investigate China, China's theft of technology, China's trade policies. That was a surprise to get an overwhelming majority in McCarthy's first real vote. Although I suppose it's not too much of a surprise, given the uh, bipartisan animus there seems to be now when it comes to China. Are you looking at any other investigations that could bear fruit on Capitol Hill? Well, it'll certainly get headlines. And the uh, report in the last day or so that the Biden uh, people had documents that were top secret doesn't help. It just raises the temperature even more. Uh, I think the hearings that will be the most intriguing will be the origin of COVID. I think that'll be a big one. Uh, obviously, Hunter Biden. Uh, and I think the withdrawal by the U.S. from Afghanistan. But there's many, many more. Uh, this, this will be a year of investigations. Now, we did hear for the first time uh, from Mexico City from President Biden on the discovery of those classified documents in his old office. I wonder what you make of his reaction to that and whether this is going to be more than just a political headache for the president. Yeah, I could give you a long answer about how the, the what Biden did is not comparable to what Trump did. That's what Biden's people are saying. However, this just muddies the waters. I think for a, a lot of people who aren't uh, obsessed with this, like we are, uh, it'll be a sign that everybody does it. So I, I think this will hurt Biden, even though perhaps his offenses were not as grievous as Trump's. Now, given that uh, idea that uh, many voters could think that everybody does it, does this have any impact on the ongoing investigation into Mar-a-Lago, into the boxes of documents that were found in former President Trump's home? Probably not. I I think that'll continue uh, on its current path. The really intriguing story right now is in Georgia. Uh, The attorney general in Georgia has finished her investigation. Uh, There's going to be a public press conference on the 24th or 25th of January. There's widespread belief that she will indict Biden. I also wonder what you think. Indict Trump. 
No, sorry. I also wonder what you think as well of this uh, new subcommittee into the weaponization of the federal government. That's gotten a lot of attention on Capitol Hill and even outside the Beltway to some extent. Is that going to be more than just political? Probably bitterly political with Jim Jordan, who is uh, quite the pit bull on these issues. But, you know, again, I, I can't see how this is going to be a big issue for the markets. I mean, that's my focus. And even though there will be revelations and bitterness, I think for the markets, there are bigger stories like the Federal Reserve. Uh, Not just the Federal Reserve, but also the debt ceiling and uh, Mm -hmm. dealing with uh, the, the full faith and credit of the U.S. Given the focus on investigations, does that have any impact on must pass legislation like spending bills, like confronting the debt ceiling? Well, it doesn't help. And I do think that we are on a collision course. There are options that could maybe avoid a def- default threat. But I, I wrote yesterday, and I still feel that the chances of a federal default on our debt is maybe 40%. It's 60-40, we'll get a deal. But if you say there's a 40% chance of default, that's something the markets have to follow. Yeah, certainly uh, not the kind of odds you want to hear. In our last uh, 30 seconds or so here, Greg, I'd love to get your takeaways from the uh, North American Leader Summit. Did you see any actual uh, policy uh, advancements there? No. <laughs> I thought it was, it was mostly platitudes. Uh, you know, Biden's going to go to Canada in March, and there's a few things that they agreed on. But the really big stuff, you know, energy, trade disputes, uh, Brazil, Haiti, and especially the wall with Mexico were not addressed. So this will just drag on uh, for the rest of the year without any real breakthrough. And just quickly, do you see any pressure on the president to put any further focus on issues uh, on this continent? Yeah, I think he feels bipartisanship can work. I think he'd like to do that, but that's going to be really tough. First, got to see if he's running for re-election. I think he is, but it's not certain. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Today, your morning brief on the stories making news from Wall Street to Washington and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed at 6 a.m. Eastern each morning on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning starting at 5 a.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM Channel 119, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.